This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Ambulatory Surgery Center's podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Bill Rhodes, COO of Harrisburg Endoscopy and Surgery Center in Pennsylvania. Bill, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. Now, I know we'll talk a lot about some of the big things that are going on in healthcare right now, as well as how your surgery center is going to grow in the future. But before we dive into that, could you tell us a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, I've been with Harrisburg Endoscopy and Surgery since uh, we opened, which was in 2000, so 21 years ago. Um, had the role of chief chief operating officer slash administrator during that time. And uh, prior to that, worked within the uh, hospital setting in outpatient and inpatient uh, within the operating room and endoscopy um, for about five years prior to that. Got it. Wow, that's fascinating. So you joined the center as it was being developed and and when it opened. Um, How have you seen it grow since then? I can just imagine over the past two decades, uh, you know, there's been a lot of changes in the ASC industry, and I'm sure for your center as well. Yes, over uh, 21 years, you see a lot of changes, um, especially with uh, reimbursements with staffing. Um, it, it, the list just goes on and on. But um, naturally, one of the biggest things that we see right now um, are biggest changes with naturally COVID and the pandemic and how we have to uh, deal with, with that at this point. Got it. Absolutely. And I know that's really an evolving situation. So um, something that everybody, you know, across the U.S., whether ASC, hospital, et cetera, is really trying to wrap their hands around and head around, um, you know, what's happened in the past year and in what where to go forward. Correct. Yeah, it's a daily grind, um, just keeping up with all of the uh, daily changes and guidelines from the CDC and the Pennsylvania Department of Health, local government agencies. You know, we're just trying to ensure that we have, you know, all the proper PPE supplies, making sure that our patients and staff are safe. And it's just a continuous, um, as I said, grind to change, update, and maneuver new uh, policies and procedures. Absolutely. So obviously COVID is a huge aspect uh, of what's going on in healthcare right now. Uh, what are the top three trends you're following and, and how are they really impacting your day-to-day and planning for the future? Well, I would say naturally the top trend, as we stated, would, would have been COVID. Um, other trends going on, staffing is a major issue. Um, I feel staffing is a major issue right now all through healthcare, not just within in an ASC, but probably hospitals and everywhere. Um, we're kind of in the middle right now of a nursing um, shortage, which is not good for anybody. Um, so we're struggling through that a little bit with um, retention and things of that nature. Our local hospital systems um, are making all kinds of uh, bonus offers and and higher wages. So it's very difficult to uh, compete with that. But, um, you know, we, we do our best. And I would say another trend is, is also with the reimbursements. A reimbursement uh, in an ASC is the lifeblood. Um, that is, you know, how we just keep everything going and, and, and keep uh, staff and, and you know, continue with upgrading supplies and, and equipment, but uh, it, that's a continuous uh, battle as well with the insurances because you're, you're you're fighting with the insurances constantly um, against the hospital systems. So it looks like that's slowly 
um, changing towards the ASC side of it. Uh, I think even like Medicare is, is trying to push a little bit more for uh, people to uh, go to ASCs. But again, that's something that uh, is just constant uh, battle all the time. Absolutely. That's, you know, a really great point in terms of looking at um, not only the um, tenuous situation with COVID-19, but in terms of staffing with the retention and reimbursement, you know, um, I'm wondering what advantages would do ASCs have? Obviously, they may not be able to offer the big bonuses that competing hospitals do, but is there, you know, anything that you're considering or, or looking at doing to, to really highlight some of the benefits of being in the ASC setting and being part of your organization? Yeah, we, we, as a facility here, we only work Monday through Friday. At this point, we have no weekends. We work no holidays. So that's, that's a big plus to, to some people coming from the hospital um, to try and pull them in. There's no call. There's no um, uh, weekend time to come in. Um, you're off every single major holiday at least. So although we may not be able to meet a salary dollar for dollar, but as far as a lifestyle it's, it's, it's more of a lifestyle change. I think it also gives you here a little bit more of a personal touch um, because you're more uh, involved with uh, the, the patient care um, right up front. It's not like you're handed off down the road, down the road, down the road to different uh, people. You're kind of with that same patient all throughout the process. So uh, I think that's something else that um, is, is nice as well, that we try to um, – uh, sell that when when we're hiring people. Got it. That makes a ton of sense. And I know you also mentioned too, looking at reimbursements and trying to fight with insurance companies to make sure that you know you're getting um, what it makes sense and is fair for the procedures you're doing on the you know GI and endoscopy side. What are really some of the reimbursement challenges? Um, are there any I guess procedures that are particularly challenging, or is it more or less? you know, making sure that you, you can cover your costs for what you're already doing? Sure. Um, our facility here, uh, one of the things that we deal with, we're in an area that has a large uh, uh, medical assistance population. So one of the things for us is we're one of very few uh, ASCs that are privately owned because we, we're no, so, uh, you know, we're not associated with any of the hospital systems. So we see all patients. So we're one of the very few that sees MA patients. It's a very big struggle for us, um, especially if you're doing um, multiple procedures, meaning um, if you do an upper endoscopy and a lower endoscopy at the same time, so an EGD and a colonoscopy at the same time, you only get reimbursed for one of those procedures when you deal with certain insurances like that. So although you're still utilizing all the same supplies, all the time factors, all of that, you're only getting paid for one of those procedures. So that's something right off the bat that we understand, we accept, you know, we do it for um, the patients in the area. But uh, again, at the end of the day, you're still only getting half of your money uh, coming in for those procedures. Got it. That makes a ton of sense. Um, you know, and I can really imagine that just has a ripple effect in terms of, 
you know, everything else you're able to do with the center and how you need to manage operations, um, especially on the materials side. And I know staffing can be a huge cost as well. Correct. Yeah, materials and, and uh, obviously during this year, materials were a big problem because you had shortages with a lot of things, uh, IV supplies, all the PPE. It was a major struggle, and we really had to work with um, our uh, healthcare supply our health uh, healthcare supply company McKesson we really worked hand in hand with them on a daily basis to make sure that we had everything we needed to keep uh, the operation running absolutely that makes a ton of sense um, well you know obviously given all the situation we we've talked a lot about some of the challenges and trends how do you see your surgery center evolving or growing in the next 3 years or so so most of what we do here, even though we are a, a surgery center, I would say our bread and butter, 90% of what we do is GI endoscopy. So now with the uh, changes going in the guidelines where they're stating that screening colonoscopies are going from a 50-year-old age down to a 45-year-old age, that's a, a huge difference in the in the patient population as far as the amount of uh, people that, that we see. So that we've already seen to be um, a big increase. As I stated before, also about the insurance companies, the insurance companies now are gaining more interest in the ASCs because you know, we're doing the procedure exactly the same as in the hospital. There, there's really no difference. Um, but our pain, what, what we charge is way different and way lower than the hospital by about a third. So the insurance companies are starting to trend towards uh, saying to their uh, members, hey, you go to an ASC, you may not even have to pay something out of pocket. We may cover it totally. So we are starting to see uh, that trend a little bit uh, pushing forward here. And I think that's going to happen more and more down the road. Um, at least we hope so. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah, I, I think, you know, in that kind of mindset and in incentivizing patients to go to the ASC, would it make sense? Um, it seems like a really... Um, great vehicle for kind of moving those surgeries and increasing the case volume um, at the surgery center as well. Before we wrap up our conversation today, Bill, I was wondering, could you talk me through some of the big challenges that you are seeing today and how they can change in the coming months? Sure. Um, obviously, biggest challenge, COVID-19. Um, that is uh, something that we deal with on a patient-by-patient -patient basis. Um, you're just uh, going through the whole routine every day, hoping that uh, staff, there's, you know, nothing just continues uh, to, to go in a, in a bad way. So I would say that's the biggest challenge. My next biggest challenge, as we spoke about earlier, is keeping good quality staff and retaining that staff and being able to um, hire new staff as, as we need to. Um, that that I see that's going to be a challenge for a while. Um, I think they're dictating that a nursing shortage may continue until 2029. Uh, that's that's going to be a major problem throughout healthcare 
um, no matter how uh, uh, what kind of setting it is, ASC um, hospital setting. So uh, you know we're dealing with that uh, pretty much uh, again on a daily basis. Got it. That's so interesting. So on the one hand, you've got the potential influx in cases just because the um, screening age of for colonoscopies has been decreased, bringing in more potential patients. But on the other side, making sure you have the staffing to accommodate for those patients in the space and those kinds of things, you know, I'm sure that occupies a lot of your time. Yeah, that it's uh, as we said, that's it's it's a big challenge uh, right now. The nursing shortage, uh, staffing retention, and COVID, which you know, as as we see and read everything every day, we're not sure when that's going to come to an end or if it's uh, ever really going to truly come to an end. I, I think that's going to be a struggle at least until um, twenty twenty two, the start of twenty twenty two. Yeah. Yeah, well, obviously, given some of these things, I know you're an independent-centered. Do you foresee yourself remaining independent in the future, or are you exploring other options as well? Um, we, we always, um, the physicians who own the center do have privileges and do a, a lot of uh, their endoscopy procedures within the healthcare system that's local here. Um, we have had discussions in the past uh, with the local hospital system, but at this point, we're able to still maintain, um, you know, do good practice here, take care of patients fine. So at this point, there's no need for us to join the healthcare system. That's something maybe down the road, if things get a lot tighter, um, you just never know. But we always uh, keep an open mind about it. And really what it comes down to is uh, what's best for um, the patients and for the staff and, and for the doctors. Well, Bill, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fantastic discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. I appreciate it. Thank you. And uh, you can call me anytime.